Hello again, running friends. It's James here, and I'm back with another one of my daily running podcasts. I wanted to do something a little bit different today and actually invite my friend and colleague Marcus onto the podcast to talk about marathon training, to talk about particularly his success with Valencia Marathon last year and what he learned in that whole process. I'll let Marcus talk about what he's focusing on going forwards into the next year, but that's a whole other story. So welcome and thanks for thanks for joining me. Yeah, it's great to be here. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. No, no problem. So to give a bit of context, Marcus actually will be a face that many of you, particularly those who are in the 30 Day Challenge Transform Your Running group and the Bulletproof Runners group, uh, will recognise. Marcus has been helping me out here at Kinetic Revolution, looking after the groups and making sure that um, making sure everything's running smoothly since, well, actually since about November time. So yeah, pretty much... Yeah, pretty much since marathon time itself. So, I mean, I haven't mentioned how you got on. It was your first marathon. I know some people are going to be a little bit sick to hear it, but tell tell me. Uh, so the whole point of the the race was to go sub three hours. I ended up running three fifty six, I think. If I remember result on my watch, two, it said two fifty six. Two fifty six, yeah. And yeah. on my result, it, uh, on my watch, it said two fifty four. So a lot of people say, "Don't go by your watch," but that's what I'm taking. <laughs> <laughs> Strava says 2.54, yep. t- take it. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> Fantastic. So, I mean, obviously a lot of people are going to look at that and think, blimey, first marathon, 2.54, that's crazy talk. Um, it's not like you're coming from, it's not like you're coming from nowhere. It's not like you suddenly decided that you wanted to, to run a marathon and uh, you'd never really trained for much before. What was your, your background kind of going into marathon training? Um, so I'd been running for around eight years on and off, um, started off as, um, sprinting when I was a little bit younger, had like hundred meters, 400 meters, um, really progressed with that for a couple of years. And then as exam periods hit, I started to go into long distance running to reduce stress really more than anything. And, um, I felt like long distance running helped more than sprinting, um, and progressed from there, did my first 10 K in about 55 minutes and progress it on to now 34 minutes so fantastic well yeah flying along so in terms of your training i know a lot of people will be very interested when it comes to how you stepped up from training for 10ks 10 milers half marathons things like that up to marathon distance and clearly doing very well what were the main kind of points that you took away from your training what what, what looking back did you learn during the process and what did your training look like um, I'll start off with what my training looked like and then elaborate. So um, I had a plan um, written for me. Uh, do we name drop? Can do if you want. Yeah. Um, I had a plan written for me by Robert Sears at Focus for Fitness um, with quite a high mileage and triathlon built into the training. I ended up dropping the triathlon and just focusing on the running because um, I worked quite a high demand job at the time. So um, I reduced the mileage as well. Um, one of my peak mileage, peak weeks was about 35 to 40 miles, which some people would say is a bit bonkers going into a marathon and only running 40 miles to train for a sub three hour marathon. Cause, uh, the research that I did, the majority of runners were running 70, 80 mile weeks. Mm. Um, and that's definitely common wisdom, isn't it? Common wisdom is that, you know, if you're wanting to, to break those kind of, those kind of, uh, like sub three kind of barriers, yeah, the, the mileage is a big, big part of that. Yeah. So it's really interesting to me to to hear that you peaked around about that kind of thirty-five mile week. I think if anything, it kind of begs a question of what could be. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm using going into my next marathon, which we'll elaborate on later. But um, yeah, the, the majority of my training in the week was two easy runs, one speed session, one tempo session, and then a long run, which included some marathon pace. And the majority of my sessions did include marathon pace, just getting used to that um, speed, um, what your body needs to be used to to run 26.2 miles. Absolutely. And you have a, because I know you, you've been heavily into kind of marathon training and things like that. So you have a good endurance base there, certainly. And did you feel that, that carried you well into the training? Or? Oh, 100%. Like I have the philosophy that if you can train easy and race hard, then why not? Where my training was concerned and the marathon method is basically you train to a specific heart rate. That's the, that's the peak of your aerobic capacity. Um, you train at that heart rate for the majority of your running sessions and as that heart rate gets used to that it jumps as more of like a threshold so you've got your threshold pace and that's the pace you can sustain for an hour but you also have an aerobic threshold pace um, which is there's a whole formula on it on Phil Maffetone's website where it's basically we can leave a link in the description yeah we'll put a link in the description yeah so it's 180 minus your age and you get a heart rate based on that and you train to that retest every six weeks and you get faster and faster slower if that makes sense yeah absolutely so running slow to run running slow to race fast effectively and pretty much the um the big thing that i found with that um again whether it's specifically people kind of uh, adhering to the maftone methods or whether it is people just using the same kind of principle is that a lot of the time people don't have the patience for it they don't give it time because it does take time doesn't it yeah oh definitely and having the mindset to run slower is pretty difficult when you're used to running that much quicker in training 100 percent, definitely now what about um you were talking about nutrition a little bit before we came on uh yeah before we came on air what, what did you learn from a nutrition perspective um so i normally as i was reading up to doing nutrition for a marathon um they say to take a gel every 20 to 30 minutes um which i thought was a bit crazy considering you have to take on about 12 gels for your marathon so i doubled it and just thought i'll just go with it see what happens um i use talk gels the like they have some silly flavors um had one every 40 minutes and that seemed to work until the last i'd say 21 to 22 miles where i felt like i needed that extra little bit of top up of energy so on course, they had Powerade and fresh fruit. So I just took that on board and I didn't have any stomach troubles, any cramps, any any proper energy loss. Whereas all marathons, you're going to feel like you have lack of energy in the last few miles. So mm. you need that little bit of top up. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you, um, in terms of Valencia Marathon itself, clearly with, with such an incredible uh, incredible experience, I, I guess, for your first marathon, let alone time-wise, um, would, you, would you recommend it? Oh, 100%. There's um, a band, I think there's a band playing every four miles. So if you think you're getting bored, you, you'll never get bored. There's encouragement en route. You're always going to be talking to runners. It's the kind of run that isn't too crazy either. You think about London Marathon, it's constant noise, constant noise. But Valencia, you will have them patches where you've got time to think, time to reevaluate how you're running without any crowd noises, any runners that are getting in your way shoulder barging it's really really nice course and it is a pb course too 
Fantastic. Cool. So hopefully it might be something that uh, that hasn't been on, on your radar. And uh, as a listener, this is something that hasn't been on your radar. And perhaps it's something you might want to take a look at if you're looking for an autumn marathon. So was there anything in particular sort of pacing wise that that you look back on and wish you'd done? Well, I was going to say wish you'd done differently. I mean, that's <laughs> result wise, it's, you know, you can't really argue. But is there anything, you know, pacing wise that you're either very happy with or wish you'd done differently? Or you tell me, what were you thinking? So Going into the marathon, I knew I had to average six thirty-eight minute miling to get my sub three target, and um, that was always the target from the very beginning. So I started off at that pace with a little bit reserved in the tank, and I think when I got to about twenty miles, I thought, "Oh, okay, I feel pretty good here," but I didn't want to risk hitting the wall at twenty-two miles and increasing the pace. That is one regret that I do have. I wish I did run a little bit quicker because I did have a little bit too much in the tank in muscular-wise and aerobically-wise. Maybe not energy-wise. It was I was just starving for food and wanted that energy in me. But body-wise, I could definitely have pushed that little bit harder. But for a first marathon. It's so hard first marathon-wise, isn't it? It's, yeah. um, it's that eternal question of how do you pace for a distance that you've never run before it's a learning curve definitely huge learning curve yeah. um you know one that's very very easy to get wrong um i think all of us will agree it's a it's a work in progress whether you're at the very very sharp end of the field um or whether you are you know just in, in you know, hoping to get round it's it's certainly something which you know is is constantly a work in progress so talking about work in progress and looking forwards what is your what's your next goal so I haven't got anything short term, but I've just started a marathon in a year plan, purely focused on London Marathon. Now, I thought I was guaranteed entry um, for Good for Age from Valencia, but they've changed their system now. So I'm still going to focus all my training for a year on London. Um, but if I don't get in through the qualifying times, um, I'm either going to fall onto Bungie Marathon, Manchester Marathon or Brighton Marathon. But with the marathon in a year, I'm basically documenting everything I do, whether that's diet, um, how I feel that day, what training I'm doing, why I'm doing that training, just to give people an insight, really, mainly from a training perspective, mainly from um, my diet perspective, being a vegan. A lot of people are worried about how they train for a marathon on a vegan diet because there's the whole information about there about not having the energy to do it based on the diet. Um, how you're going to feel, how you're going to recover. And hopefully with that, I can give a lot of people some insight to how you can do it on that diet and different types of training that I'm going to experiment with over the year. Totally. And I know there'll be a lot of people very interested in uh, and keeping a keeping a slight eye on, on how your training is going and, uh, and enjoying following your whole experience along. So best of luck with that. Thank you very much. Cool. Well, thank you for joining me. I look forward to hearing uh, hearing how you get on. Obviously, I'll be hearing blow for blow details sitting next <laughs> to each other in the office. And um, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. I'll leave details for where you can find Marcus online uh, on social media, etc., in the show notes. If you've been enjoying these uh, these regular daily podcasts, then please do head on over to the iTunes store. Don't forget, leave a rating, leave a review. Let me know what's on your mind, and I will speak to you in tomorrow's episode. See you then. Bye now.